We love you, Lord. I thank you so much for the Iron Show and for my friends, Johnny and Rick, Lord. Father, I thank you. I love you, Lord. I love you so much, Jesus. Shout outs. Let's give let's give shout outs. I know you got a shout out. Shout it out. Shout it out, Rick. Shout it out, baby. Shout it out, Mike. No. Got Mike in the studio with us. Mike Tobin. Dude, you sound like you just got his arm cut off. That's cool. I know. Huh? I just did cut off his arm. Just it's floundering around on the ground. Oh, floundering around like a fish. Yes, we're floundering around on the Iron Show. I would like to give my shout outs to. Dr. Future. Peter Good Game, my boy Peter Good Game, I love you. Rose, love you, Rose. Wait quickly, wait quickly, wait, 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 w
What's up, Susan? Suzanne is moving right now. She can't be with us, but we are all here, and uh, we are going to do. Uh, we we got uh, you know Rick. Hey, wait a minute. I think you got a couple shout outs. Uh, don't you think you want to uh, shout it out, Rick? Shout it out. Shout it out to Mr. Shout it out. Fellowship. All family that are there, Pastor Dan, and uh, let's say shout out to all my friends. I'll shout out to Mike who's sitting right next to me, and uh, all those that are listening that are interested. All those on Facebook on my uh, uh, Facebook page and. Uh, uh, here are my interesting things and topic starters and, and debates, which is awesome. And we can have a dialogue and we can discuss the issues. So those are my shout-outs to all of you and who are supporting the Iron Show and our ministry here. Yes. Hello. Thank you for listening to the Iron Show. And thank you for supporting me and Red. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? This Iron Show is about Johnny had a uh, battle with a Nazi preacher. Oh, it must have been about a month and a half ago with uh, Minister Ken on Nation Talk. Nation Talk. Nation Talk. Nation Talk. Hey, Mr. Ken, shut up. What's up? What's up, Mr. Ken? What's up? What's up, Ken? And I was, what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? If you go to Talk Shoe and punch in 55519, go to Talk Shoe again. TalkShoe.com, TalkShoe.com, and punch in the number in the search box, 55519. You'll be directed to Nation Talk, and you can listen to all the Nation Talk shows, of which Johnny and Rick are on a lot of them. And uh, it's Minister Ken. He's a, he's a, he's a black man out of uh, um, Savannah, Georgia, and he's got an excellent show. And uh, anyway, I was browsing by, I was browsing through TalkShoe one night. And actually, I wasn't browsing. I was actually hooking right into Minister Ken. I went to Nation Talk. I went to uh, I went to TalkShoe.com and I punched in the numbers five 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 one nine in the search box. <laughs> you like how I do that? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I talk to the. That's <laughs> five five one nine. <laughs> that's how I talk to the. I figured out that's how I have to talk to the computer when I call. You know all those helpful helplines where they want what you. What was that to- again? Yeah, where they want you to enter your numbers. How do you do that again? Five, 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 one, nine. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome because that's what it sounds like. You know, you're like, okay. I figure, Why is this happening? You know, I figure if I talk like the computer does, that it'll understand my numbers and punch me into the right place, and it works every time. It works every time. And I think the computer... What is that again? Say it again. Five, 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 one, nine. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is just so relative. I'm telling you. It's just... I really do think that the computer, when you do it that way, the computer has a special thank you for you when you get done entering your numbers. Because it always sounds like it's so much, so happy with me. For talking in its own language. It's always like, thank you. Thank you for being the only human on earth that knows how to give me numbers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That knows how to feed me numbers the way I can digest them. Five, 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 one, nine. Okay. 
All right, so yeah, sucksyou.com, enter 55519, and you'll get to Nation Talk. Listen to Mr. Five, 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 one, nine. Five, 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 one, nine. <laughs> now I'm not doing it very good now anymore because I'm having to think about it. Yeah, I know. You have to do it naturally. You know how that works, yeah. It's just not coming right. off the top of my head naturally. But anyway, uh, I got on anyway, there. what do you yeah. got for us, Johnny? Anyway, what I got for you is I was um, – I was at Nation Talk uh, and tuned in there one night, and uh, there was a Nazi preacher on there with Minister Ken, who's a black man. And uh, <laughs> the tolerance, I mean, look up tolerance in the dictionary, and it must say, see Minister Ken, because he's on there with this black hating, Jew hating Nazi preacher on there <laughs> on his show for an hour and a half. And poor Minister Ken's trying to talk to the guy. The guy is nothing but hate. But uh, anyway, um, what we're going to do on this Iron Show is we're going to um, listen to clips of uh, Johnny and the Nazi Preacher. And we're going to make commentary, me and Rick and our special guest in the Iron Show, Mike Tobin. Mike, hey, what's up, man? What's up? Hi, hi. What's up? Hi. All right, so I will dig this out of the archives here in the Iron Show studio archives. Is that they say okay? You Catholics believe that you know believe in uh, you know turning wine into blood and the body into uh, the body, you know bread into the body of Christ. Well, let's just go ahead and they you know our Roman Catholic priests or peasants' uh, throat, and most of them didn't have enough faith to go ahead and turn it to the blood and body of Christ. And essentially, you know, if you were a Lutheran, you got caught by Roman Catholics, you were treated pretty badly, too, and burned at the stake. And there wasn't any religious tolerance until, essentially, both sides were managed to go ahead and kill the other when they get around. And that's what I see as the, as the religious tolerance of the future in America. Uh, when I was you know, locked up in the nut house, this Roman Catholic bitch, Jane Smith, went ahead and formed an illegal ecclesiastical court and determined that dual seed line Christian identity was not a state-recognized religion, even though I had gone ahead and asked for recognition of my church. So essentially, the government does not give a crap about religious tolerance, and it never did. Now, that particular pastor named Jones, he was just a tard. He was just a tard who'd go ahead and play this little game of uh, nothing's going to go ahead and make me back down on burning the Koran. Yeah, essentially, they went ahead and gave him a song and a dance, and they're probably talking about actually arresting him for going ahead and burning the Koran. Well, would you do it? Hmm? Would you burn the Koran? Well, the thing about it is, A, I don't have a Koran. You know, I mean, I might go ahead and burn it, but, you know, I might. But I'd, I'd say probably on September 11th, if I was going to go ahead and burn anything, it'd be a copy of the U.S. Constipation, the Bill of Goods, not the Koran. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, as I look at it, Muslims, you know, you know, Muslims being mainly non-white don't belong in this country in the first place. So therefore, it shouldn't be a matter of whether or not they put a mosque, because essentially they're not here. You know, they shouldn't be in this country to even go ahead and worship, you know, their, you know, whatever little god. But generally, most, you know, most uh, Jews and Whiggers, as they look at it. A good Muslim is a Muslim that comes over this country and invades it, and a bad Muslim is a Muslim who lives in Iraq or Iran or Palestine and simply doesn't want anything to do with uh, the United States at all. 
and I look at them as being good Muslims who can pretty well, you know, follow Sharia law and do whatever they want in their own country. And if I go to their country, I'll be as a tourist, not as somebody who's trying to tell them how to live or trying to convert them to Christianity or anything like that here. I'm a guest in their country, and therefore I'll behave myself. And second of all, I have no intention of going ahead and as far as I'm concerned, Christianity, your Christianity is a white man's religion. It's not. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm surprised you didn't guys didn't make me stop right there. Uh, no, we yeah, we were just about to because I wanted to hear the full context of what this gentleman is saying. Oh well, that first was... of all, this guy is not a Christian. First of all, I'm gonna uh, judge that with righteous judgment because. Of the fact that what the Bible says, <laughs> you know, it is, uh, uh, yeah, you know, straight out. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Stop judging by mere appearances, and make a right judgment. This is what Jesus said in John seven twenty four. Uh, you know, and judging with partiality on top of that, this is not becoming of a Christian. Uh, actually, a judge, uh, a Christian, you know, it's like with love. Love accepts all things and uh, not pertaining to lifestyle or sin. But we don't. The law of love is the opposite. This guy is a loud and clanging symbol of you know, uh, you know. Basically, if he doesn't, he doesn't have any love in him. So he all he's doing is is just like I said, a loud clanging symbol, just clang, 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 and actually. He doesn't know really anything except his own opinion. He has no, there's nothing in scripture that he's backed up, nothing that he has done, but just expressed his opinion. And whatever his church is, uh, the one thing it is, just like the rest of them, uh, the First Amendment protects this guy. You know, and what did you say, Mike? Uh, he was bending my ears, actually. <laughs> it was kind of aggravating because my, my thoughts were, well, what is his solution? What's his point? All he's doing is spewing out a bunch of hate. And, uh, Thankfully, I think the majority of us has the the wisdom and discernment to to know that he is, like Richard said, a bunch of clanging symbols. What about uh, Christianity being a white man's religion anyway? He just got no well, saying well, that. First of all, Proverbs uh, 24-23 says, there, These are also sayings of the wise. To show partiality in judging is not good. So... Uh, I don't know where this guy gets... I don't know where any human gets the idea of white, black. I, I, I still don't get that. I, I, You know, even though that you're judging some, a human with eyes that, oh, this guy is not one of me because of the color of his skin, I still don't... Uh, you know, it, I just don't get that unless you're into evolution. This guy is saying white. There's no such thing as white people, you know? Yeah, There's that's no a, such thing as black people. Yeah, a white uh, person, that's a stretch. You know, they're a pure white person. Well, they don't exist. Proves that it's just melanin in the skin. That uh, one human has more melanin than the other. You know, and one has less because of that. You know, the climates that they live in. And I'm using science. I'm not using anything else. Yeah. But just basic nature teaches us that. But here you got people like this guy, uh, who's a crackpot. I, I have to say that because of the fact that there's nothing that he's bringing to the table that's edification. Well, Jesus all, said to preach the gospel. Go out and preach the gospel into all nations. 
All exactly. nations is all nations. I mean, there is no good news in any of his uh, dialogue. No, and how he doesn't have a church; he just has a a cult, and uh, it becomes a cult when it starts becoming an opinion. And look at this guy. Oh, it's a white church. And, and segregationists said, wait a minute, uh, uh, Jesus is white, you know. And wait, wait a minute, he was a Jew. Uh, he was Jewish. He was from the tribe, tribe of, of Judah. Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. I mean, come on. And you, know. you got people like the interviews that we had with the other folks that, you know, Anglo-Saxons, they have no clue about history. But, you know, nothing. They don't, they choose not to look up you know, fact, they choose to look up things that make them comfortable. Uh, oh, I agree with that. Oh, oh, this is who I am. And they, they actually don't, they don't even know who they are, really. They think they do. Oh, this is where I come from. This is my family. But, you know, they were raised on this crap that, you know, that goes nowhere and it just stays empty. But that's why going back to the scripture is so important that, you don't go to the scripture with your opinion or your interpretation of it. The Bible doesn't need us to interpret it. It speaks clearly. It, it, it's its own, you know, it's God's word. And it speaks for itself. And this is the, you know, the result of this guy saying all these things, labeling people Quakers. I know that this is where all people, they, they've done this, right? But there's still, the body of Christ is body of Christ. And uh, this guy... I don't know. What do you say he had a... What, what status that he had a... Uh, uh, most, most likely he's got a 501c3 status and he decided to call himself a pastor. But basically he's uh, full of the east wind and words without knowledge. <laughs> Maybe we ought to start saying unclean, shouting out unclean, unclean when someone starts talking like that. That's unclean. good. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that instead. <laughs> unclean. That's the, that's the thing. We yell out unclean and I hit the pause button. <laughs> okay, ready? Let's go. It's not meant for, not meant for non-whites at all, so I have no intention of converting them to anything. Okay, did we get a poison? Uh, I got a poison. <laughs> that was a quick one. <laughs> Psalm 92, 6. The senseless man does not know. Fools do not understand. Yeah. Okay, here we go. A view, a poison view here. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I got a poison view here. Um, Johnny. Hey, what's up? Okay, well, what is, okay, what is your, what's your, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. Religious tolerance and intolerance. Wait a minute now. <laughs> just gather down. <laughs> I had to throw that in there just, just because. Just, all right, keep going. We, uh, for the listening audience here, uh, that's what we've decided to do. As I'm playing this uh, tape of uh, me and the Nazi preacher, uh, when we want it to stop, when we want Johnny to hit the pause button, uh, uh, Rick and uh, Rick and Mike yell out, unclean, unclean, and I hit the pause button. So for all you who didn't catch that, as soon as Johnny showed up, Rick yelled out, unclean. <laughs> <laughs> I expect you to do the same, Johnny. <laughs> All right, here we, we continue with the Johnny and the Nazi preacher. Well, as far as uh, America is concerned, uh, America's freedom of religion, I mean, America is not a, is not a religious institution. America is a institution of government and freedom democracy it's not really a it's not a it's not a christian institution it's a institution that um allows christianity to flourish 
and would allow other other religions at the same time. There's the you know like you, you were talking about earlier the uh, the uh, separation of church and state. Like you're the you know neither promotes nor neither you know neither promotes nor uh, nor uh, disallows. That's 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 essentially what the liberals call the the separation of church and state, and it really makes the uh, government neutral when it comes to religion. So as far as the United States government is concerned, that it's neutral towards religion. But at the same time, uh, I really don't believe uh, that we should allow a mosque to be built at Ground Zero, because for one thing, it's inappropriate, uh, and it's, it's uh, it, it, it all it's going to do is stir up a lot of a lot of hatred and uh, a lot of animosity, and. Um, uh, and also, uh, what it, another thing that it, it does is it declare what the what the Muslims are doing when they're putting a mosque at Ground Zero is they're putting they're planting their flag on America. It's a sign of dominance of conquer. They're saying we blew up the towers and now we're going to set up our mosque here, right where we blew them up, and that's a a sign of uh, religious conquest to them, and it shouldn't be allowed by us. Uh, simply because just on the basis that it's extremely inappropriate. And uh, if you ask me, <clears throat> I think that the uh, the powers that be have allowed this, and Obama has allowed this to happen, simply to stir up a lot of hatred, to lot, uh, just to get us fighting. I think that uh, the, the powers that be, the evil powers that be, uh, you know, way up high that we don't understand, know about. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, my, well, what I'm wondering is is wh- where does all this um, uh, agreeable conversation from him suddenly come from? He, he's he's talking about things that are actually um, agreeable to I think the majority of us Americans, which is going to cause problems, you know. And he's he, he's asserting that Obama is is allowing this to happen to to allow more. Uh, division amongst us, which I believe is true. Keep in mind but, that when you say he, you're talking about me. That was me. I know it's I sound different, but I thought I thought that was the uh, the Nazi preacher that you were playing. <laughs> no. Oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> It's a battle between me and him, so we're going to capture the whole battle. I'm, I don't talk very much. You just, you're, we're in a spot right now where I'm talking just a little bit more than, a lot more than I'm usually talking throughout this session. It's just so, I'm almost done, so. Okay, continue, man. Wait a minute, um, let, me, let me quote, though. I, to, to say to the least that uh, I kind of disagree with one point is that the establishment, you know, the establishment of a religion according to the First Amendment, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was for to not have a national church or one sect of Christianity, to one, uh, you know, to, you know, run, you know, run the country or the nation. You know, they didn't want like a church like the Church of England or or the Church, you know, of Rome, or any of that influence. But they encouraged Christians in government to follow the standards of the biblical view, the world view. That right. was what the country was founded on, right. was this biblical world view. 
but they didn't want, like I said, one sect, because there were many sects at the times, uh, you know, the Quakers, uh, all of them. See, what the Constitution did is they brought all these minds together that had their differences to agree upon, uh, you know, a heaven-on-earth type of, uh, you know, system, in, in a sense, you know, like a kingdom of God on earth, sort of. Right. As I mean, we they tried earlier. the best they could. They tried the best they could. Yeah, and to understand people that it was founded on a, a Christian nation. This is a Christian nation. Right, we, but... Always been, but we, you know, we didn't... We allowed everybody, individual whites, to believe how they saw fit with God, which was the... Like, you know, with Thomas Paine believing the way he believed... And uh, others that believed, okay, Congregationalists over here and Quakers over here of Pennsylvania. But they wanted to say, look, I still wanted the freedom to believe, you know, how I perceive, you know, this. And to have the, you know, for their conscience sake. And I understand, though, about what you're talking about. But you made everything else you said was right on the money. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we don't agree on that. I really believe that um, the founding fathers really did want. Uh, they didn't want, like you say, they didn't want any one denomination taking over. And and no. if and if it was up to them, they probably when they when they wrote what I call what I call not what Rick calls, but what I call the separation of church and state, where it well, says, it never, it never was in there. That didn't come until the twenties. That saying right there did not come truly until the twenties. Did, until the didn't court I was, just explain what I call? Yeah. V. What Vernon. I call the separation of church and state is what I call the ch- separation of church and state is that clause in the Constitution which says that the that the government will neither promote nor nor prohibit religion, and it's what what that means is the government's neutral towards religion, and 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 it, and it may well be, and Rick's probably right that they never foresaw. Uh, Wiccans and Muslims and everybody else, all these other religions coming in and having the government not doing a thing about it. But they wrote that in, and those words defend every other kind of religion. The, the government can't get involved. It has to keep its hands clean of all religion. I mean, that's right there. It's right there. I, mean, I would, I would like to think that, that part of, uh, to use Obama's word, you know, the wisdom behind the decision to, to build near ground zero a mosque. Um, I would like to think that their wisdom is, well, the world's uh, people could come here to the United States and worship alongside us, worship, you know, uh, among us, whatever your religion is, without fear of getting your heads chopped off, you know? It's a great but I don't. But th- I don't think that's the, the, the reality of it. I no. believe it's, it's more division... And it's really an old, long story where uh, certain groups in in uh, Western Europe, they they uh, pursued world domination. And the ultimate goal for one group is they want Jerusalem. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's people call it conspiracy theory, you know, but it's, it, it's, it's just horrible. Now's the time to cause more division and, and give us a culture shock in our country. I'm, I'm right there with you, brother, man. Not, along with the American spirit that says, come on and worship with us. We'll be your neighbors. But um, because of that particular religion, it's just going to open up division amongst themselves as well in our country. 
Right. Oh, that's a good point. I've never even thought of that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to come over here, and then the Shiites and the Sunnis are going to be like battling over, battling each other in our country. Wow. <laughs> that's going to really suck. Mercy <laughs> killings and, and, and all that stuff. That's going to be bad. Yeah, and with, like I said, and with the agreement, I understood that the founders understood that the biblical principles that are founded on the Constitution, those were to be in place for the state. It just wasn't a church or a hierarchy of a church or that particular body of the church, you know, that would or sect would rule it. But the, the, the principles therein should run the country, which should adhere to these principles in order to keep America free. And that was why they said freedom was never free. Right. Yeah. So um, it goes on and on. Like I said, I yeah. like a separation of church and state, understanding that the the body is there, and there's, there's the, the ruling, like Calvin would put it, there's the ruling for the church body, but there's a ruling for society, and society should follow the church set of rules, identical, right. but it wouldn't be the church or the priest or the pastors or all that to ruin the state. That should be a separate thing. The free, like, right. free, free market ec- economics should not be run by the church. Well, if you ask me, the Constitution is already based on Christian principles anyway. So, uh, so in a sense, I mean, when the when when it says that they'll neither that the government will neither promote nor prohibit the practice of religion, uh, I mean, that's that's you know that's that's yeah. that separates the two. It makes the government neutral. But I mean, you're it's really it's really running that separation of church and state these days. It's a fine they, line. They it's a fine line because people there's yeah. people that want they want it both ways and the in the. The separation is set up to separate. It doesn't go both ways, you know. Oh, yeah, that means that you can see you could you could you could um have prayer in schools because the because right because the government can't prohibit it. See, they don't want to see it that way. They want it both ways. See, see, the government can't prohibit you from having a prayer in school. That's the separation is supposed to be. That's the well, neutrality. The, the the same public schools that are prohibiting any kind of uh, Christian-based uh, activity for holidays or, or for any other thing, they are allowing. They, they are actually in California um, having kids partake in you know so-called cultural studies yeah. and reading out of the Quran yeah. and learning how to pray the way they do. Yeah, and taking them to mosque. They've taken schools. them to mosque in several states. Yeah, it's in private schools and public schools, but uh, see, you know. there they are promoting. They're promoting religion right there, and the and the yes. separation. What I call the separation. You cannot. The government cannot promote nor prohibit. It can't do either one. It has to yeah. be neutral. Yeah, because it says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Exactly. Or abridging the freedom of speech right. or of the press right. or the right of the people peacefully to assemble. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And those rights have been trampled all over lately, haven't they not? Yeah, and, you know, I can see it in schools because the school, the tradition of the schools before uh, liberalism and and the other thoughts that came in. They're funded by the government. They're um, they're a wing of the government. The schools are. They're funded by tax, government tax. It's kind of weird because it started out with the old Satan Deluder Act, which was the first establishment of the school and the nation. And it was to teach the Bible... And, you know, uh, like I said, with the, the public school, you should have everything out in the open. Like, uh, if they right. want to have everything there. Right, including Christianity. 
and you got to weigh the differences so people can have a, a discussion or a debate and uh, and the free exercise of that debate. Like if you're going to have a Quran there, have a you know because they have the Quran there, but they don't have the Bible there. Right. They have See? Uh, they have in the, in the public schools. So it, it, you can't teach creationism with uh, evolution. Right. You, you ought to be able to. <laughs> I don't you know. In the, in the school I went, the school there. I grew up in, a public school I grew up in, they taught both side by side. Now I don't know how we missed this ACLU, but they missed us there because in my school, a public school, they taught creation and evolution I side the by same side. Thing too. Really? Uh, uh, during the late of the eighties, during Reagan era, they came in, and then after that, they started swiping, swiping it away. This was in right the seventies. Reagan era. This the was seventies for me. This, yeah, they started deleting it early in the 70s during the Carter administration, but people were like, no, uh-uh. And uh, when Megan came, he just said, no, we're going to keep it in there because everybody should have a fair point of view, you know? Everybody should be able to look at everything. And so I like what Eisenhower did is he brought, you know, I pledge allegiance to the flag, which is, it's a prayer. But it's a, a prayer, it's not, it was a prayer that, you know, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Right, it you know indivisible with liberty and justice for all, and there was nothing wrong with that uh, a prayer. It, it, it went, it kind of shook hands with everything. You know what I mean? Even if you didn't believe in God, you know, yeah, it still shook hands. One nation under God, you know, or indivisible, what we believed liberty and justice was. for all. Yeah, and it, the kid didn't want to say it. He didn't have to say it. I never heard or saw of a kid that didn't want to say it anyways. Yeah, there are I know. probably kids that didn't say it because they they just may not like uh, speaking in sync with everybody, but I never knew anybody that had a problem with it. No, me I neither. Remember, we used to sing America, America. We used to have a singing session in my school. Well, we'd have a point where everybody would sing American songs, you know? Yeah, oh, too. On America, they, we had a special half hour for singing. You know, and... and I remember that in public school. They don't do that anymore. I mean, kids had fun learning American songs, and they were so proud to, to be an American and in a free country. And all of a sudden, that these kids these days, you know, got it. And people like this right here, you know, are that part of that problem. Uh, it was, you know, it, it, it was based for the Christian, the strict Christian, based on a universalism, right? But it wasn't really universalism. Now, well, right now, I, I, I want my country back, especially at the time where I'm still allowed to say I want my country back. <laughs> yeah, good point. And, you know, I really don't think that it's wrong to be to be uh, proud of your country and to pledge allegiance to your country. And I don't really think that flies in the face of you being a Christian. I don't think that they're two opposite things. I think you can be a Christian and also pledge allegiance to your country. I don't think that the two would conflict each other. No, I don't think I, I totally these, agree with these you. These types of debates and arguments also, you know, that keep going to court, you know, about let's take this cross from this city, let's take this cross from this desert, you know, things like that, take prayer out of the schools. All, 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 these, all these arguments are um, just... What their their university college level debates? Yeah, the, the people write about five hundred words, one page, double space, or maybe two thousand words, three four pages, double space, and and make an argument and, and get a grade on it. 
then when they graduate, they get into public uh, service, and they if they go back to their files and say, let's see, what can I do? <laughs> you know, they're destroying our country because our judges, I hate to say, they're, they're a bunch of fools. They should just say, get this out of my courtroom. You're stinking it up. There's, there's things that need to be judged on, judged between right and wrong. They're, they're, they're wasting our dollars, and and uh, now these judges are the same age as the people from the, the 60s who were uh, defiant in the streets. Now they're running the show, and it's like they're allowing these uh, critical thinking debates that people write about in school for a grade, they're allowing that to destroy our Constitution. And, right. Uh, and, like you're getting a society that's... Things will change and we'll get some of our country back. I don't know if it's God's will or not. I would hope that it was. I see what you're saying, though. I'm optimistic I think, about it. I think it is, but... I think you're saying that um, I think you're saying that a lot of these college level uh, you know dissertations that students are writing they're all they're heavily influenced by these really highly liberal left wing professors which nine nine out of ten professors are not you know Christians they're they're just wild liberal thinking left wing you know uh, uh, multi uh, religious religion uh, based you know free thought and um that's starting to pervade our society is that wild left free thinking you know uh, is that kind of what you're saying do without will is the whole of the law well, yeah philosophy that's uh, what it is universalist type yeah and yeah you know just, just like i said i agree with our buddy william ramsey's is 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 in that instance that's what it is and um it's see these people that are like that free thinker. They don't want everybody else to have free thinkers. They don't want everybody to have. That's a good. They point. don't want to debate. They're afraid to debate because most of those professors get shot down because they get they they are made fools and it happens every time. Uh, you know that's why they don't like the founders so much. Because the founders like Benjamin Franklin, they want they want to make him so. If you ever read Poor Richard's Almanac, you'll know exactly what he really believed, and. Uh, it, he quotes right out of it shows that he very did have a Christian point of view, although he was a free thinker. He weighed the differences. Thomas Jefferson was the same way, uh, but they really respected God. They really respected Christ. Plus, they understood the inherent fallacy of and evil of man. Yeah, that's the big and, thing. They understood man on his own would come to naught. Yeah. You know, and so. <clears throat> but, no matter what we want to like some even Christians attacking the founders and, and the American system I, I have no clue why they would do that I, I really it, unless there's something else that's going on with them that just, because they heard or read something that convinced them or like I told you earlier the truth. they have a certain eschatology and they, they believe in it I it, think it's I think it happens throughout church, church history, the same thing in the church. But. I think it's the spirit of Antichrist, myself. Because any time that, um, that you attack the, the founders, uh, who were most of them godly men and tried to set up a, 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 a biblical-based uh, society, any time you attack them, you're, you know, you're basically attacking, uh, you're attacking Jesus in a, in, to a certain extent. I mean, 
Anytime, you know, it, it, it's it's like using the Constitution for toilet paper, like you, <laughs> st- you, you like to say. Yeah. I mean. Blame it on Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Richard. I like Poor Richard's Almanac. That's I mean, I'm not good. saying that the, the, you know, the, the, the founding fathers were the Bible and were Jesus. I'm just saying they tried to set up a decent, freedom-oriented, biblically-based society. And anytime you attack them... In a way, I mean, in a certain way, you're attacking God. You're attacking Jesus. Yeah. And if you're attacking Christ's likeness, you're attacking Christ, and that and is antichrist. Why couldn't I have just said that? Thank you, Mike. See, that's yeah. why we've got you here. Yeah. And it's critical. I'm glad that I, I could say a couple of things that make sense after cutting you off thinking that you were the other guy. <laughs> I got a flash, and I had to fan my face. That was embarrassing. <laughs> so we'll go back to the other guy, no, which is actually me. And I'm just, I'm just saying that what I'm trying to say is that I think that, um, you know, I think that um, what they're trying to do by building the mosque at Ground Zero, this is my own personal opinion, is that they're trying to make a certain amount of the population really angry, and they're trying to get this fight going with the Muslims again. Because we were starting to be back at sort of at relative peace, you know, with the Muslims. And now they want to get us back into that fight. They want to get that fevered pitch going. And somebody's going to bomb that mosque. I'm sorry, but I think somebody's going to bomb that thing. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it'll be these Nazi preachers, but somebody's going to do it if you ask me. And I think well, they know that. They're hoping that happens. So well, they can get another this- strategic thought, something... Where part of the wisdom that may be part of that decision to have a mosque built there, maybe well, if they build a mosque there, that would uh, make this city more protected than before, where the the Muslims or the terrorists won't try to destroy New York City, be on that section only because of that mosque is there. Yeah, I wonder if that's just naive. I heard anybody say that, but that was just one of my thoughts. Is that naive thinking or? Yes, it's naive thinking. That's why I haven't told anybody that. (laughs) Don't be naive. We're too naive. We're too quick to think, well, maybe they do have a good reason. And that is the reason why these idiots have been elected. Because, like Rush Limbaugh says, Obama is not the problem. The problem are the people who voted for them and trusted them. Yeah. We got to stop doing that. Yeah, I got I got fooled. I voted for Obama. I really liked his ideas, putting America back to work, rebuilding our in, energy Johnny, infrastructure. There's a lot of people that you know? voted for him because he said all the right things. Yep. And it, but he you borrowed know? from Martin Luther King. <laughs> I saw all these jobless people going back to work, building windmills and solar panels, like he said, and I thought that's great. That's what we need. We need to be energy independent. He doesn't care about energy independent. That was just a bunch of talk. I think it's, like I said, throw everything across the table. It's like we have everything. And this is what the country was great about. It was founded on is debate and ironing out the differences of everything. That was why I liked what the, you know, the Continental Congress did. They all got together, all, every single one of them, and they did this. They, they created a dialogue. But today... And the last 100 years, like Woodrow Wilson, I I have to agree with Glenn Beck on this and and other people, 
that it was him because he wanted to end the dialogue. It's you know, it's what we th- and, and to like that certain group you were talking about professors. They wanted to end dialogue. If you don't believe our way, you know, Christians are not really like that. They point to the scriptures. There it is, right there. You want you want it. That's what Christians really do. True Christians do. Here's the scriptures. Read it for yourself. You you will see. You know that there there is you know there they are. The, that's the truth. That's the only sufficient truth. That's all they do. Most Christians do is point to it. Here, this is what Scripture says. This right. Is they what don't God try says. to force you to live by it. They point and you towards what, it, hoping you'll see the light. And that's when you look at the you look at the Constitution and the Christians that are behind it. That's mostly signed most of the Declaration of the Independence and James Madison and all those people. You saw that they were following Scripture by doing the same thing. They, when they created this document, they were giving that person that individual freedom, that it is between you and God. It is you individually building a relationship with God, you know? And then, you know, that's what they had, and that's what's good about it. That's what we got to establish. And knowing, understanding the free market, market economics, God has his purpose in it, but it's not controlled by the church like it was with the Roman Catholic Church, you know? And uh, other establishments like that, uh, religious exercise, you know, establishment. Who, if you saw, you just look at Christian history and understand how the why the uh, the First Amendment was written and why it was uh, just because of what happened in the past, you know. And the reformers had to iron it out different, you know. Like Calvin's really, John Calvin's really good on the institutes of of Christian religion and what to do and. It's between God and government. He wrote some really fair things that, you know, and so he didn't write Institute of Christian for a system. You saw what he, how he wrote it and how he says these are, you know, they are two separate entities. You have your church life in worship and then you have your public life, you know, and how, you know, and to carry these principles into public life. But let's go on. Let's go listen to this guy. And, uh, I guess, but you must know yeah. that you're listening to me at this particular point in time. And we, it's John here, 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 here. Here we go. I really want us to fight each other. They want us to aid each other in order that we they can steer us like sheep in the way that they want us to go. If they can just get us fighting with each other, then they can manipulate us and steer us towards that goal that they have for us. So we're really, is when we hate each other and we're fighting each other, we're really being manipulated by them, and we're really being fools and sheep that are led to the slaughter. Pastor Martin, That's what I think. Your, Pastor Martin, your thoughts? Well, I mean, this is just typical zoggling, wigger, ass clown silliness. I mean, you know, the fact oh, that man, what about it exactly? Point out a detail that I said that was silliness. Well, first of all, you know, first of all, coming up here about how we were, you know, how the United States was founded uh, as a separation of church and state. The fact of the matter is, is about every single one of the colonies ended up having an established religion. Now, in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Maine, it was pretty well the Puritan faith. Yeah, and we are a Christian nation, like it or not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We are. We are a Christian nation. Let me just go ahead and finish here. In the case of Rhode Island, Rhode Island was essentially called Rogue's Island, and it was a place where all these people who could not get along. Unclean. Yeah. Unclean. 
He's he's wrong. The absolute opposite is true because there were factions between different denominations in New England. Okay, first of all, this guy he he, he read some articles somewhere. He didn't really look it up. At the time that Puritans came over, it wasn't there was pilgrims, there was a Dutch reform, there was the separatists. Okay, some people confuse there were the Puritans. Roman Catholics also, yeah, and there were Roman Catholics later and there were down farther. All right, during during yeah. that time, in 1492. When the pilgrims landed, they were separatists. They weren't really the Puritans yet. Because, you know, they were Puritans, but they were Puritan separatists. They're, they were Congregationalists. Some were uh, from the Anglican, but they escaped. These were the Dutch Reformed. See, the Dutch Reformed came from Zwigli's church, and they left, and some were Anabaptists. So this guy, you know, uh, it's like some people think it's just American Puritans, but some people get that wrong because... Uh, at the time they addressed in the colonies, there were other different congregations or you know uh, denominations that were already here. This was this was going on in Europe at that time, from 1492 to the break of the Puritans uh, of Martin Luther. You got to remember now, and uh, to as it grew, you had uh, the you know all the reformations, but they were different. You got to remember they're they're all different branches. Of of what do you want to call it? Uh, spurts of reformation until and it took it took quite a while until Calvin had his until they spurted out to where they took Calvin and then they had all the ideas. Then the Puritans came. This is all in the 1500s and then those that came over here were quite different sects already of different part, parts of Europe. So they all had and they all agreed. You know, until uh, the Westminster Confession of Faith came on a little bit later. So this guy's got to, you know, he's got to get his facts so, straight. So he's he's a textbook example um, uh, of somebody who can quote something as truth, but yet it is absolutely falsehood. And that's what our current president literally does when he got up and said a statement, something about the Bible, you know, he... I forget what verses he, he uh, paraphrased, but... Not acknowledging Creator in the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. Yeah, it's like he was trying to give us a Bible study, and what he was saying was uh, barely half-truth. And and that's what is rampant in our country, and those are the kinds of things that are fooling us into um, believing, well, maybe the Church is right for not using the word Christ in Christmas anymore. We're, we're, we're giving way to this kind of thought, and, and this guy is on a real dangerous element of society that influences young people mostly i can think of another example um i can't remember uh was it oh i can't remember the speaker of the house i think uh after the twin towers fell he quoted the bible and said uh the towers have fallen but come let us rebuild them <laughs> that was like <laughs> that was totally it's like that's what the that's what the heathen said <laughs> After God tore down the Tower of Babel, well, you got to realize what, what what type of uh, people that that are are top leaders are associated with as well. You know. And yeah, you got to remember that. I mean, they're that in that Luciferian bent. So here, I guess I will continue. Unless you have more to say. No. Okay. And then Hutchinson, and I could probably tell a story about what ended up happening to. Anne Hutchison, and she got exactly what she deserved. She was an antinomianism who essentially was one of the world's first feminists, and 
she went ahead, and the Indians asked her to tie up her dogs because they were, you know, the, the dogs would bark at the Indians, and she did. So then the Indians went ahead and killed and raped and scalped her and her daughter and took her off for slavery, which is what she deserved. In the case, in the case of New York, it ended up starting out by Dutchmen, but generally the New Yorkers, you know, then as now, worship money. In the case of Pennsylvania, it was pretty well a place for the Quakers to be. In the case of Maryland, it was a case for the Catholics to be. And in the case of Virginia, North and South Carolina, it was a platter's place where the Church of England, the Anglican faith, was the established uh, faith. And Patrick Henry got into trouble for taking the part of what was called the Parsons' cause because these Baptists wanted to go ahead and preach their particular religion, and the Anglicans didn't much care for that. In the case of Georgia, it was set out first as a penal colony. But in most cases, you ended up having, you know... (laughs) That's not true. Uh, No, he has his facts mixed up, and and he's actually... The Anabaptists... That happened during Zwigley's... It started in Zwigley's. The Anglican on a different high. The English Church, the Church of England, you got to remember this during the time of Henry VIII, uh, where when he was defender of the faith of the Roman Catholic Church, then it became the uh, uh, the Protestant because of, okay, that's a whole story that you can go look up yourself. But uh, the Church, during the time of the Puritans, uh, which uh, John Bunyan was jailed because of the fact that the Anglicans uh, didn't like uh, certain Puritan sects that preached against there. They started their state religion. And uh, where am I going? The one about the Anabaptists preaching their Baptists, that was Zwigli, and that was the Swiss in, inside the Swiss Re- Reformation. Which, yeah, but that's okay. This guy's uh, name that is, he's... Like I said, he doesn't really know his history. He should, if he's going to do anything, he should actually preach the accurate time frame. In, which yeah. is now, because he's talking about uh, about um, issues that were in those days as, as if we're all the same right now. And incidentally, November is coming up, and we're going to start hearing it all over again because of Thanksgiving. You know, the origins of Thanksgiving, people are going to start talking about, guess what, the witch trials. Oh, Maybe. yeah, and I live in Salem, too, so... Again, <laughs> we always get that here in Salem. Yeah, so. and, and 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 it turns out um, that the witches um, weren't even killed; Christians were killed. And it wasn't in Salem; it was in Danvers, a little town outside of Salem. Yeah. He talked about the, uh, the lady was an antinomianism, is a belief or tendency in all religion that some therein considered existing laws is no longer applicable to themselves. What she did is what she... That's not really antinomianism, what she did. What she did is she took a false belief in what she believed in about Christ and and kept, you know, preaching this false view of Christ. It's, it's another reason of... She didn't believe in the whole deity of Christ... And she was uh, basically in, in heresy, and they had a trial against her to to recant, saying this is not true. And they were showing her biblical proof, and she wouldn't listen. And she took people with us. Plus, she she did some other. There was a movie about it. She did some other things that were very provocative. 
kind of like a Jezebel, if you know what I mean. And that was the reason for her. Uh, but and he was talking about antinomianism. That's just, a, like I said, it's a belief or tendency in all religions that some there considered existing laws has no law no applicable to themselves. And that, yeah, he's correct almost on that in certain ways, but it kind of doesn't fit his justification. Okay, we continue. Rather strongly in the case of the New England colonies and rather weak, you know, weakly in the case of, uh, say, New York. Essentially, you were not allowed to be a free, free thinker and atheist. Thomas Jefferson, who a lot of people go ahead and claim was a free thinker, was pretty well derided, especially as an atheist or a deist or whatever. Okay. So the fact of the matter is, is that there was established religions in the United States. Now, you go on, essentially you sort of believe that the Jews didn't have anything to do with 9-11, which is not what the Muslims believe, and that's not what a good deal of us Christian identity types believe or anything like that here. As a member, as a member of a persecuted minority, what happens is that I have gone ahead and been jailed, and I've not been allowed to have my freedom to not be doped up. And essentially, like I was pointing out, is just like in the Thirty Years' War, you didn't have any such thing as religious tolerance until after. At the Peace of Westphalia, all these countries, which had gone ahead and egged it on, decided that they did not want what happened in Germany to come back on them. And that was the foundation of modern religious tolerance and also the foundation of the nation-states as we know today. But and promote or deny, that goes way back to the beginning. To the beginning of where? To neither promote nor deny religion. That goes right back, right back to the beginning of, of, beginning of, of America. That's the separation. We always, promote, we neither promote nor deny. Out. We went ahead and already pointed out that this was altogether a, a creation of the constipation and the so-called Bill of Goods, and for all practical purposes, it doesn't really mean jack today. So you deny the on, Constitution? Well, you, why do you oh, want to... Well, she calls the Constitution, which, which I, call the I don't agree with. the Constitution the Bill of Goods. Because so you deny the Constitution. You don't allow, align with the Constitution. It sounds, to me, it sounds to me that you already have a God. It's a piece of toilet paper come in to a bunch of masons and lawyers. Unclean. <laughs> you know the, the the mentality of people like this, they haven't they haven't really read the Constitution. If they he hasn't really sat down and read it and looked at it. He hasn't really seen the document for how it speaks. He first called you saying you think it's an idol. Now I've already heard that. I've heard that from other people. Yeah That's he goes far. and tells me About that he thinks I'm worshiping it. Capitalism he thinks I'm uh, worshiping you know, the Constitution. He thinks I'm uh, the Constitution. Like, yeah, and somebody said that I'm coming toward, you know, more idolatry because I right. I, I stand for uh, free market capital, you know, free market economics, basically. And I go, yes, I do. I want to protect what we have. I want to be able to think for myself, work for myself. If I want to be rich, I'll be rich. Or if I want to be poor. And this guy is saying that this document does, it doesn't, it, you know, and right there it is his ingratitude for what this country was founded with. That means, therefore, he is based on it. So, like I said, he is basically a fool, you know, lost on his own thought. He's expressing his rights that our Constitution and our founding fathers won for us. He, he, he's expressing the freedom that, that was won for him. Yeah. And, and it, so he's he's really got no clue. He, he just has a platform of hatred and... You know, 
he's being driven by something else. Satan, I would say. Well, I tell you. Yeah, me too. On you know, not just Satan, his own flesh. You see, his, and his it, flesh. it's all the above. It's yeah. uh, it, it's a cult like mentality. It, it, I mean, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. He only knows bits and pieces, as you can tell. He's not bringing. See, he's not bringing the whole. Clear, he, he's not saying this is where you can find this information, uh, you know, or say, okay, this is time during the 1500s and 1600s, uh, exactly the time frame. Like he's thinking the Anabaptists, you know, or the Baptists were. It was by the Church of England. No, it was by Zwickley first. All this other stuff he's going off of, and then now saying that it's toilet paper, it's all this stuff. The, the U.S. Constipation. He, he calls it the Constipation. Yeah, nor does he know. Nor does he know American history because he was never taught it. Nor, like I said, he's part of what you remember the the Ten Canots. Yeah, right. Yep, he's really so, he's really in that Ten Can. He's in the seven. He's in that seven uh, na- national crimes area too. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't care. Don't tell me. I don't have the time. I'm too busy. Yeah, and, and we read it in the other shows of the Ten Canots and. That's this is where this guy is at. He he doesn't care. He only cares. It's like I say. It's all about him. It's not all about Christ at all with this person. Yeah, um, and we get to that later. I'd like to say one thing that I'd like to just say is that um, when you have hate, it's it's like you were saying earlier. Um, I'm just going to try to sum it up. If if you have hatred, it's based in ignorance because once you have the knowledge, once you have an understanding, it's hard to have. Hatred, because hatred kind of has to be based in ignorance. See, for, first of all, probably the symptom of his racism is evolution and, and what, how they taught evolution in the schools that separated human beings in certain classes. Right. And yeah, he he's speaking against the system and trying to bring Christianity wherein he is the same mold of what he's speaking against. You see, that's what it is. He's He's going, well, geez, you know, the white this. You know, we haven't heard this yet, but I heard it before about well. white. And he's, like, you know, like I said, he doesn't, he has no clue of anything, of science or anything of, of human, you know, of, of human, humanity. He doesn't understand everything about it, what, who humans are. He has a segregation. He's an evolutionist. Yeah, let's talk okay. about science. Did you know that um, genetically you are cl- you are a hundred times closer to a black man in Africa genetically than two chimps in the same exact troop? That's how little the differences there are between us. And that's science, that's science speaking right there. That's science speaking against him. But people don't, like I said, here's Bedeker's seven national crimes, remember? I don't think, I don't know, I don't care. I'm too busy. I leave well enough alone. I have no time to read and find out. I'm not interested. That guy mm-hmm. just totally lives by those. <laughs> let's con- let's continue. It's our American government. Not I don't worship it. I mean, that's well, ridiculous. It sounds to me like you do. I said the Constitution is the government. That's what I said. I, I didn't say it was my God or I worship it. I just okay. said that's what it is. All right. Well, I, I, I've seen, I've heard, I've heard, I've been in the Bible movement for 16 years, and I've seen many a patriot, you know, patriotard wigger, what I said here. I mean, well, it's too far with before it. you, huh? The Constitution the has nothing to do with is America. It's got nothing to do with Jesus or God or the afterlife or 
what you should say well, that's, not what, that's, not what the, that's not what the founding felons said. They said Americans found on Christianity. Did you hear that? The founding felons? You'll go on to hear more of this. I'll continue. The founding felons. But you have to remember, too, they were Christians in... you got to remember, the signers, there were some signers who were Christians. Who The first signers were Christians. Um, well, they were nominal Christians. They, they were Christians. Some were and some weren't. Yeah, yeah some, some were and some weren't. Were. But you got some who were. They came out of the Age of Enlightenment, right. the Age of Reason, came out of, uh, they were a mix of Christians and atheists and deists. Right, right. And the Constitution is just, is, is what they had envisioned for our government to run by. Right, right. You know, we're supposed no, to be no, subject. No, 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 no. It was just, it was just nothing more than a con. It was just nothing more than a way. The founding felons went ahead and kicked out George III so that they could go ahead and establish George the First, George Washington. And for all these people who want the founding felons kicked out George the Third so they could establish George the First. This guy this well, well I, I would ask him, would you rather go back to the uh, the British rule where when you get married one of the blue bloods has a right to take your wife to bed before you do on your honeymoon. I what know. What does he want? What does he want? He gets to talk trash on national radio. World, we're on global radio. He gets to talk trash and not get beat up or flogged or put in the dungeon. That's or true. out loud. The guy's a nut. The guy doesn't. I wonder if there's any freedom at his house. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good <laughs> question. Uh, it's like yeah. we can still pray for him, you know. He's a Christian, and he goes against his own. Yeah, he goes against his own Christian. If he says he's a Christian, he's going against his own Christian brothers. Yeah, no? we're going to get into that a tiny bit here. Let's continue. He's anti-establishment. He is. Some bankers going ahead and ripping off everything that is red hot or nailed down. It wasn't. It wasn't a year into George Washington's administration when the little half to Alexander Hamilton set up the first bank of the United States and pretty well sold it, you know, sold the stock to little Jew bankers, and the purpose of it was was to go ahead and steal from the American veterans. Well, that's not true. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, that's the word. This guy is going. Uh, another Jew conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't get it. Oh, uh, he's full of that. He's I do not get it. I He's really barking up the wrong tree, man. <laughs> you don't even know who the true enemy is. It's already been proven we know who established the banking system in Europe. Uh, Wait till we get to the part where I say, where I tell, where I tell him there's probably a Jew in his family tree, <laughs> and he threatens to kill me. <laughs> don't you tell that? Say that. Go ahead. Roll that. Okay, hang. Well, I don't know where that is. We're gonna have to get to it. Okay. Let's wait a minute. Let me just say this one thing. We already know it was a certain sect of the church that created the banking system, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, and uh, we we already know where the banking system came from. And when it was established in America, the founding fathers knew that there shouldn't be a national bank. That uh, what you know, Thomas Jefferson, um, Thomas Jefferson's estate, you know, he basically warned us of a national bank and what would happen if we allowed bankers. To run the country, and that's why the Constitution was still another reason why the Constitution was in place is to not give anybody, any man, the power. 
any certain individual or group of individuals, but that, that we, the people, the whole of the nation, could put each other in check. Yeah, we're the stockholders. We are the stockholders. We are the bankers. All of us. We all are, are, have common we're the, ground. We're the shareholder values, and the government is supposed to look out for shareholder value. And they wanted to establish a bank, and it was a little banking system. It was from the people. That was the perspective of them. It was by the people, not by who they hired as servants to run in the government to represent us. That's what the public was all about, is that we hire a person to speak for this group of people from this colony. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'll tell you, a national national bank, a national monetary source would be so much better than what we got when the creature from Jekyll Island stirred his ugly head in 1913 with the founding of the Federal Reserve. That is, uh, <laughs> I guess and we that, don't need no, to go. That worked. That, that worked, and they, 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 they changed it. And you know that you're supposed to not, not fix anything that, doesn't, that isn't broken. But right, and they did, didn't they? Yes, they did. And look what we got now. Okay, and we will continue so, so what good was the Constipation Bill doing? And it wasn't even... Well, it's good decade. if we would... It's good if... Well, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and finish. It no, wasn't let me, even a decade. It wasn't even a decade when old John Adams went ahead and passed something called the Alien Sedition Act to where you could and did go to prison if you went ahead and wrote something against the president or the, or the, or the uh, government of the United States. So where? So what good was your precious constipation bill of goods when it was already being used as a scrap of toilet paper, less you know, less than within the lifetime of lifetime of the founding felons who went ahead and said that they worshipped or they would follow that piece of toilet paper. We they, we don't so. worship the Constitution. All we do is we go by we by the what with the Constitution that we go by what the Bible says mostly. Constitution is just. A, a a a paper that set up laws and what we and laws and things like that. That's all. That's all the Constitution is. That's that's all the Constitution is because they, what they want to do is get away from. And you're right. They want to get away from George, um, the the King George. Right. You're right. They did want to get away from King George. And now, they set up. They set yeah, up and they, they want to get away from. And they want to set up their own country and, and mm-hmm. with the with laws that it can be more freer and that way they won't be under the king's thumb now that's the reason why they got away from England and they set up country here they set up shop here in the United States because we and call it now the United States of America and the constitution as all all the constitution is is a set of laws and to to, to govern by a framework. Country. It's the framework of the country. That's all this is. That's just right. all this Constitution is. We don't worship the Constitution. We don't wrap ourselves in the Constitution. But we just obey the laws there. The Bible, we, we, actually we should be wrapping ourselves up in the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, of which we should be wrapping ourselves up in like a fish, so to speak. So that's what that's what we really should be wrapping ourselves up in instead of the Constitution. The, the Bible is the one we should be wrapping ourselves up in. 
I just wanted to say that, that you're listening to Minister Ken speaking right there. So everybody knows that's Minister Ken next time you hear him. I agree. Well, I agree. The Constitution is we, we really what we really have today is with the Federal Reserve and the bankers and the right. politicians. We right. have nothing the less than enemies, enemies of the Constitution. Well, they're the one. They're the ones who went ahead. I went ahead and pointed out. It wasn't even ten years before they violated their precious Constitution with the Sedition see, Act. I know. Well, which the needs to be repealed. Well, okay. Then, then what happens is that you know, generally, I'd go ahead and ask people if they were of a libertarian bent to go ahead and read somebody named Lysander Spooner and the rest. You know, and you know, pretty well, he said the Constitution has no effect. You agree, though. I think I think I can tell you agree that the Constitution by itself is a decent document which we could get, run the government with if no, we could no, get back no, to it. No, 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 Piece of toilet paper is a piece of crap from day one. Essentially what it did, like my hero Patrick Henry said, it was nothing more than an attempt to go ahead and consolidate under one government, just like Zog Babylon did. Now, so the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights, you would agree with then? No, it said before. It said before the Bill of Rights didn't, you know, prevent you know them from going ahead and trumping up charges against me and sending me in that house. And that even the Bill out. of Rights. I tell you, the Bill of Goods. So, so there is it. no American document that you would approve of. Well, the thing about thing about it is, is that generally, I well, I support, I support, I support one law, one particular law. What's that? You with that wealth, Alistair Crawley? Any policeman who goes ahead and makes an arrest can be executed by anybody he tries to arrest, with or without a warrant. Now, if that policeman wants to go ahead and whine that he's been killed, then what happens is that what he does, he puts up. His family goes ahead and puts up their lives, and so does the judge and the lawyer and the rest in front of a totally neutral jury. What I believe, what I believe, is that it doesn't matter what the form of government or what the piece of paper is; it altogether matters of what kind of population you have, and you have a degenerate population which is falling apart. Well, we agree with that. Well, I agree with okay. that. I think we and Ken both agree with that. But the thing about it is, is that the constipation and bill of goods doesn't protect anything. All it did was create. A regime in which the government does whatever the heck it wants to do. He's busting up here. He's busting up that represents the world of the people. I would say, I would say that a whole bunch of pissed off people going ahead and skinning alive and bearing the heads of pelts on a pike of regime criminals better represents the population. Boom. Right. We can, what's it about this program? I mean, something's paranoid about this guy, isn't he? He must have a lot of mental problems. <laughs> Did you really? hear the did, did you hear the um what he does believe in? I kind of I messed it up when I was laughing over the top of him about Al- you know, I, it, I it didn't make any him. sense about I, said, I think you would tell Will Alistair Crowley that's what you believe in. Yeah, I started laughing when okay, he said but that because this, when I laugh like he's trying to explain something and it's like oh we need a jury and, and he's talking about legal search and safety. I wonder if he smokes pot or something or how oh, he could like, be pretty paranoid. Yeah, he sounds like a paranoid pot smoker. Something he's doing because. Uh, Oh, you know, shooting cars. It's like, it's like he has nothing. There's no in his world. 
I don't know what world he is, but there's something. Whatever medication he's on, maybe when he gets off this, he'll start understanding. But did you hear what he does approve of? And I laughed over the top of it. I'm sorry, everybody. He does approve of vigilante justice, of uh, yeah. anybody being uh, anybody being taking the role on the police, grabbing people in the streets that you don't approve of and killing them. And yeah, yeah that's a lynch mob. That's what they did. Yeah. KKK did to. Uh, you know, uh, mob, the black mob, community. Mob yeah, right. and that's that's what we prevented. That's the Confederate Constitution is what this guy believes in. He does. He believes in he believes in vigilante justice. That's what he believes in. So anyway, I guess we'll continue here. Agree to disagree. I think we're doing that. But well, okay, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, let me, let me, let me, you don't ask, sound like a Christian. This. I don't hear the love, though, Pastor. Yeah, there we have it right there. Replacement theology. That's okay. it. He, right there. It came from a crazy guy in England, that, that philosophy that he believes in, who's in a mental institution. This concept, um, this is a newer concept during the age of the Great Enlightenment and a twist of history. It's the same twist of history that they tried to do for the uh, uh, for, for the kings of England because of... Uh, William the Conqueror conquered over England. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you eating today on the Iron Show? Oh, uh, a ginger snap. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to clear that up for everybody. A ginger Rick snap. is eating yeah. a ginger snap while talking hey, on the Iron fine. Show. Hey, don't you know your manners? Hey, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so... This guy, I, I was waiting for it to come. I was waiting for the impact to come. That Now this guy proved himself that he doesn't know anything about history at all. That I could tell where he got this from. This is from people like the Worldwide Church of God, who, uh, which is, uh, uh, was the main guy who founded that was Armstrong. This is part of the, the British movement, um, British-Israelism, which... None of these are fact that back their stuff. It's it's really true that the guy that helped found those that thought process of this guy was a guy from a mental institution. That he was put in a mental institution because he didn't know that calling the king 
kings of England, like Prince Charles, that is now, that their establishment was actual from King David, which never came from King David. But the, this guy in history called himself King David. Therefore, he tried to adopt... It was during the times of the churches when the church was... It, during the Protestantism took over over you know uh, Roman the Roman Catholic Church. This guy. I totally hear what I totally hear what you're saying, man. Yeah, you <laughs> sound like Sammy uh, Sammy Davis Jr. when you did that. Uh, I totally about, hear what you're saying, man. I got chips on the Iron Show. Oh, I got some more. <laughs> I got chips yeah. and chicken, man. So anyway, in, first of all, he doesn't know his Bible either. What's up? He has nothing to know about scriptures. In fact, just opening uh, Matthew chapter 1 will refute everything this guy says. (laughs) You know? And then all you have to do is open up any uh, Christian historical book. But like I said, he follows the Ten Canots. You know? He doesn't want to read and study. He just wants to have an opinion. Yeah, Israel was not scattered throughout the world for just to have... England, you know, by and gone, or sometime in the future, all of a sudden claim that they're part of King David's rule. That's, it's heresy if, if the guy wants to preach that. Yeah, I, 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 I read a good argument towards that thought that England is part of David's rule because David's rule will reign forever. But I, be, because of rightly dividing the word in scriptures, I mean, just because of logic alone... God wouldn't scatter Israel. Israel was was scattered so they can, in the future, be gathered back again, which is happening right now. But not to go to England and become David's rule extended. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you'll hear me kind of um, go along with some of the replacement theology ideas because I've kind of... I, I think that Israel did get scattered and did become parts of Europe. They could be, you know, uh, but to say this is to, to for one person to say I'm Israel and the other person to say I'm Israel, it'd be pretty tough to to say. And even if they did actually become Europe, uh, they're going back to Israel now. Then God's calling them home. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, you might, you'll probably disagree with me. I kind of almost agree with parts of what he says here. <clears throat> so you'll have to forgive me. I Romans chapter Israel's ally. You know, we, in Romans chapter eleven, the church was grafted into Israel. All right, so it wasn't a separate entity. Israel has always been the church. All right, and that's just clearing this up right now. Israel has always been the church. That's the name of Israel. Yeah, it's but man, man's government speaking, that's what the scriptures were talking about. David will rule forever. Yeah, now, that's we are grafted, that, That's what man chose when they told yeah. Samuel the prophet, well, we, we want a king like the rest of the world. Exactly. You know, I'm, so, I'm talking about oh. what the Just to clear up that. That's cool. Romans chapter 11 says that we were grafted in. We, Christians. That is true. In. So America <laughs> is Israel in a sense. Cause in some, some of. In some, some sense, of some of us are Israel. Israel was grafted, taken off. They were ripped off, okay? Not all Israel no. was ripped off. See, but you got to remember, first, the establishment came from Israel. They are the church. They've right. always been the church. We were grafted into it from right. Christ. So you can say that if you're a believer, you are Israel, if or, you're a Christian. Or, hey, but not government. And... No, if, uh, right. 
Okay. According to the government, we're their ally. Yeah, and according okay. to the government, it's separate government, we are their ally, but as a body, Israel, you know, we are all, even Jews included, it's Jews and Gentiles. you got to clear that up. It's Jews and Gentiles. Right. Whether Jew, whether Greek, is what oh, all... We get Jew. into that. We get into that, too. Yeah, keep going, though. <laughs> Let's continue. Yeah, they became, yeah, this, when, the, when the tribes were scattered, they became the Europeans. Okay. And they're spread, but they're scattered throughout. Not all of them are God's people, but a lot of them have okay. become the Europeans, right? I no, I agree with that. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's that's logic. That's logic. Well, God, God okay. said that they would return. He would return them to the land, and many of those people have gone back to Israel. And uh, you have to acknowledge are saying, that. Are you saying the Jews? Are you no, no, the or? Europeans, many of the Europeans that got the, the tribes, had how they scattered and became Europe, many of those have returned back to Israel. And you have to acknowledge that. I mean, it's hard, but you have to I acknowledge don't, I that. Don't, I don't see why I should acknowledge it. Usually what you see in Israel are a bunch of Khazar kikes is what you see in Israel. Uh, but generally, see, generally, God said really, that they really, would return home. The you can't deny that. You see, it's the only in the book. Europeans you see in Israel are usually do, you know, deluded Judeo Uyghurs who are going to the Holy Land to go ahead and benefit the poor little, you know, poor little Jews who are God's chosen people. According right, to stop children. for a minute. But, stop for a minute. Let's 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 go get some facts right here from Scripture. All right. Now, okay. let's go from this is Romans chapter eleven, thirteen, and facts with 17. Richard White. Yeah, the facts from Scripture. I'm talking to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I make much of my ministry, in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection is the re reconciliation of the world, what will be their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough is offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. You get it? Yet yeah, they're uh, not you, Johnny, but whoever, if this guy is ever going to listen. Um, if the, some of the branches have been broken off, this is Israel. Some Jews in Israel. Some of that, right? Understand. And you, the Gentiles, though a wild, wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others who are, some, who are still there, you know, Jews, Christians, you know, Israel, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, Israel, do not boast over those branches that got broken off. You know, if you do consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Okay, Jesus, Israel. He will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. Now, that was some of the branches. Do not be arrogant. But be afraid, for if God did not spare the natural branches, he will neither spare you either. Can we, uh, you know, can yeah, we... That's uh, a good word, Rick. That's a good okay. word. Okay. Can we have Scripture be Scripture? Yes. Let me, let me finish the last of it. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. It's the severity of God. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in this kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off 
And if they do not persist in unbelief, now Israel, they will be grafted in. Israel. For God is able to graft them in again. Israel. The Jews. After all, if you are cut out of an olive tree, the Gentiles, that is wild by nature, the Gentiles, the Christians, and contrary to nature, were grafted in into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these be? The natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree. All Israel will be saved. All Israel, Jews or Greeks, we're grafted into Israel. That is solid scriptural proof and fact. The next line after that says, All Israel will be saved. All you have to do is open up your Bible. Read. Read chapter 11 from Romans. And as far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies on your account. But as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs, Israel. For God's gifts and all his call are irrevocable. Just as you were at one time disobedient to God and now have received mercy as a result of their disobedience. So they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound all men over to disobedience, all men, so that he may have mercy on them all. So quit with the uh, opinions and go back to Scripture. Okay, I may need to be, I may need to repent of having a trace of replacement theology within me. So that may be something that I need to repent of. No, it's... I don't know. Recant. 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 Okay, as we Uh, continue. There's wheat among the tares. There's wheat among the tares. You have to acknowledge that. It sounds to me me you're the sort who will go ahead and swallow an entire dumpster of garbage in order to go ahead and save one grape. Uh, (laughs) That's that's God's business, not mine. <laughs> well, if it's God's if it's God's if it's God's business, then I suppose you shouldn't go ahead and question a good tribulation when it comes to you. Okay. What What did you say, Mike? That's the good news. There, there's wheat amongst the tares, and that's us, the light. And that's the good news. The light, a light in a dark spot, a dark place. We'll continue. I, I think the tribulation is is upon us. Maybe. Okay. Well, I pretty well preach on my show about the tribulation, and uh, Mr. Jenkins, I mean, uh, you know, generally I want to go ahead and have your show become what you know somewhat interesting. It looks like you ended up uh, getting a little bit more interest here when uh, I showed up. I had somebody from Christian Identity showed up. I'm not quite sure how he did. Uh, see, I have a show. I have a show called The Movement Turd. It's going to be on, uh, you know, in about an hour and five minutes, and I sort of need to. You know, get ready for it. And yeah, I, I want to say one thing show. before you go. I want to say just one little thing before you go. Jesus said that you'll know you're my. He'll people will know you're my disciples that you have love for one another. So I want to see a little more love coming out of you, Pastor. Please. Please. Well, the thing about it is, the just try to find it. Best. Try to find an excuse to love somebody. Oh, I love I love my own kind. There, okay, right there. I've got to say something. Right. Jesus said that if you love the people who only love you. You're no better than the heathen. Correct. Hey, let me give this pastor another thing. That uh, evolution has nothing to do with Christianity. There's no such thing. Humans are your own kind. Uh, not your clique, not your church, not your cult, uh, not your white powerism or 
because there's no such thing as any of that. And that's not opinion, that's a fact. Uh, human nature, humans are a fact. Segregation or classes of humans or tribalism, it's not a fact. That is uh, complete selfishness. That is, uh, you're trying to be something that you're not. And uh, I feel sorry for people like you uh, because you don't have any capacity of any God but nothing. You have your own idol. You, you don't have Jesus. You really need him. You really need to see who Jesus is. And you got to quit classing him in your opinion. and Because uh, he speaks loud for himself. His whole life speaks loud for himself. Um, he forgets that Philippians 2, 1 through 3, which I don't think he preaches the gospel or preaches through the scriptures, because if he did, uh, truthfully, uh, and whole scripture, this is the reason why you must know scripture. Otherwise, you're going to be led astray by people like this person. Im- imitate Christ's humility. If you have an encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain deceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. And part of the problem in the church is people that separate themselves create their own denominations, preach something other than the gospel. These people, they're conscious, like I said, you're not a Christian. They're creating a God in their own image. Yes. You're not a Christian, and I have a right to say that because Scripture right there proves, and you just proved your fruit. We shall know them by their fruits. First of all, the thing that you need to do, sir, white power man, is that you actually need to learn how to deny yourself. That it's not what you think, that either you're on the side of Scripture or you are on the side of, well, the world and its thinking and its evil. You have to know the Scriptures. You don't know the Scriptures. And uh, if you want to be set free from the Scriptures, you open it up and you read about who Christ is. I say it's just for you because you haven't, I don't think you've read it, or if you've come across it, you're blind to it. But open up Matthew chapter 1. First of all, you see the genealogy of Christ. You see where he came from. You see who he is. You see the line that he came from that you can trace back to in the Old Testament. This is the same God who made himself a Jew. His name is Jewish. Yeshua. Jesus. Yeshua. You understand? Well, worship the God Yahweh. Yeshua HaMashiach. He came to the house of David first if you read the scriptures. He went to the house of David. And then he went, you know, and that's what his purpose was. For us and Paul, he went to the Gentiles, even though Jesus uh, honored the Gentiles. So first of all, it is disturbing the fact that that uh, you're leading so many people astray and you're leading them straight to hell where you're, you are going. And... You have no fear of God before your eyes. And I want to say to you that it's time for you to actually come to this point in your life where you're going to have to face reality. And you're going to have to open up that scripture one day. And it's going to be... And God's going to open your eyes. And if He's not opening your eyes right now, that means you don't care to listen to you do the, the seven national crimes. You don't care. It's your opinion, and that matters. Your opinion is your God. And that's what you worship. You don't worship God who created you. 
In fact, if you had any fear of him and any love for God, you would know you would keep his word. And uh, it's a, hopefully that day comes where you have your open your eyes and then the people that you're leading astray, you don't care about them. Uh, if you wanted them to know the real truth, you would not, you know, you would not lead many people astray on a radio show. Uh, that's a sad thing. It's really sad that you have to see that. But Yeah, because I have seen his show. I've been there at his show, and I have seen it, man. He's got a crowded room in there. He's leading plenty astray. And, you know, look at First Timothy 4, you know. You go right back to that. You know, this many will come in there and their consciences will be seared with iron. And he has no conscience, really. He doesn't think with his conscience. Nor does he have any love in his heart. And when you ask him to love him, he rejected you. Uh, there's no love in this man. Jesus taught us that it's the law of love that should motivate us. That's the law Jesus wants us to follow. The law of love. And uh, Didn't you think I left him with a good message? I mean, that's that was my assignment for him, basically, that I gave him. You know, I wanted him to go out, go forth from our conversation and show, try to show a little love out there, Pastor, is what I told him. <laughs> well, some people don't know how to love, and he doesn't know any, you know, if you don't know how to love, then you're just, like I said, you're a loud clanging symbol. And like you said, you know, that we should feel sorry for this person. Like Dr. Future says, you know, these people should be pitied by us. They deserve our pity. They should, they do. They are, these are people that we shouldn't be angry with or or, or or have animosity towards, but these are people that we that should be pitied because they're lost. They're blind. They are lost in the world. They don't, they don't know whence they're going. They don't, they don't know they're coming in. They don't know they're going out. They don't. It, it must be a terrible, lonely feeling, too. I mean, I can see his frustration and his anger and his hostility and his loneliness and his isolation is just, you can just see it pouring out of the guy. You may be the only sane person that has showed him that you don't despise him, that you actually challenged him. And, you know, Minister Kim right there allows that to happen. That's even great. This is great. This is Minister Kim's show on Nation Talk. Nation Talk, which is happening every Sunday at 5 o'clock Western Time, 5 o'clock Pacific, be 7 o'clock uh, Central Time, and uh, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. On TalkShoe, TalkShoe.com. Go to TalkShoe.com. And in the search box, enter 55519. This Five 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 one nine. Mongolian. 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 I'm getting hungry. Mongolian. Yeah, Mongolian. This is what you really need to know, Christians. This is how you can weigh the differences between those that are the wheat and the tares that we spoke about earlier, and what a true Christian really represents. And and Paul went to. He made sure. And, of course, the Lord made sure, but this was in there. This is what Paul said about himself to give an example. First Corinthians 13, starting at chapter 1, and I'm going to read it to 13 because that's how long the chapter is. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging sibyl. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I, pos- if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, 
but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is, it is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there is prophecies, they will cease. Where there is tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now you can weigh the differences. Does this man really have love? You know, is love for the common man? Black, white, Chinese, uh, anything. His fellow brothers in Christ, if he's a Christian, you know. I'd like to say, you know, for you guys out there, you know, um, I know you're struggling in the faith. You know, you're a Christian, but uh, you're struggling with your sin. You're struggling with your flesh. You know, if you know, uh, uh, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. So, if you could just uh, prioritize your love, show love to your family, show love to your wife, your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, show love to your friends, show love to people around you, especially the people that don't especially like you. Um, you know, if you could just go out there and show love, that's a really, really good place to start. I think the rest is going to follow. I'd like to leave people with uh, with a thought that, that I think of quite often is, is that I've never told anybody that they're a fool, but I, I would ask them, such as, you know, certain people, um, well, I won't use anyone as an example, but there, I would say if somebody was to call you a fool... Would you be insulted? Because it, a fool says in his heart, "There is no God." The Bible says that. The Bible also said says that a, a fool's mouth invites a beating. The one of the greatest things that I'm thankful for is I could say, "God, I thought as a child when I was an adult at one time, I was foolish, and now I thank you that you are you 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 just opened up." my whole world towards seeking you, to seeking wisdom. I don't claim to be wise, and I don't claim to have arrived, but I, I, I always remember where I came from. I, I was an idiot, and I was a fool, and this isn't bad thinking, because even David said, I was like a monster before you. This, this pastor, or this, this guy that you were interviewing, I would ask him, what would you say if somebody was to tell you that you are foolish? And Abraham Lincoln was told that a certain person said that he's a fool. And he says, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I want to try to better myself now so I won't be a fool. That was a good reaction. That's the way an innocent child's reaction is. You know, instead of taking offense, try to correct yourself. And you can only do that through the Lord. So that's the challenge that I'm giving to this guy that you interviewed. 
I don't despise him, and, and, and I don't want him to go around thinking, oh, these guys just tore me to shreds. No. It's a challenge. That's all it is. Solomon said, a wise man uh, accepts correction. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also saying that he should come to this point asking, when he dies, and he stands before Christ in heaven, and Christ says to him, why should I let you in my heaven? I would love to hear the answer. Yeah, there's now there's a there's a question for all of us, right? That's a different question. I think that I think I think that if you could, I think that if you could answer, I showed love to everybody I could. That would be one that would almost sit with him. If if it isn't one that will sit with him, sounds like uh, judgment in Matthew (laughs) twenty-five. You scared me with that one, Rick. What, I'm not saying anything? He's speechless. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that's... Uh, I never really... You could probably find... I don't know exactly know where that is. I'm really famous for knowing all these quotes, but not knowing where to find them. In the Pentecostal church where I came up with, I don't know if this is... if this. I don't know where you base this in Scripture, but maybe you guys can help me, but... They were. They, Louis told me that um, someday you'll have to stand before God, and you'll have to. And the question will be, what What have you done with my son? Hopefully, we we can say that we turned our one talent into two. At least we put it in the bank so it could draw interest. Yeah. Right? Show yeah. Me, show me Capitalism. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I was hoping that one wouldn't go over your head, Rick. Me and Peter, oh, that was perfect. Me and Rick, Peter Goodgame and Rick have been going, I've talked, been talking, discussing back and forth about the virtues of capitalism. Okay, we'll just wrap up for now until yep. part two. Yep, we're going to end this Iron Show. And uh, so, sinner uh, out there, get on your knees, accept Jesus into your heart. Christian sinner out there, if you're not right with Jesus, get right with Jesus. We're going to end our traditional Iron Show with our traditional Iron Show 1, 2, 3, Goodbye. Are you ready, Rick? I'm ready. Are you ready, Mike? It's almost time for Pit Pit Chidio. <laughs> and spoke to ski. One. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Goodbye. Hey, Mike. He's still there. Chidio. Cheerio, <laughs> 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 <laughs>